0: You're listening to the Passion and Perspective podcast with your host, Jonathan Robinson Lees.
1: This is the Passion and Perspective follow up session live on Facebook with today's guest, Ashley Buchholz, and your host, Jonathan Robinson Lees. Ashley, welcome to the Passion and Perspective follow up session live on Facebook. How are you going?
0: Good. It's been a long hot minute. What has it been like over a year since we last spoke? Since the it was, podcast? Yeah, it was Maybe mid, even
1: mid 2020. Well, this, the
0: length of the hair should indicate <laughs> the distance between the last time we spoke. But yes, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good and busy. It's nice. It's nice to be back at work in the studio with lots happening. It's great.
1: Actually, when we last spoke in 2020, you referenced the quote that for you, success comes within the making of the work and that success yes. isn't determined by output or awards necessarily. How important has that mindset been for you over the past two years just to focus on the making of the work?
0: Uh, I think it's it's the only thing that will really keep you focused and grounded because if you're always highly focused on the end result, one, you don't enjoy it more what you're doing and two you miss out on all the happy accidents that you'll get in your work because sitting back and thinking about it and procrastinating and have to really sometimes ignore the imposter syndrome and the doubt that creeps in and just make that's the best way to do it. just make and stop overthinking so it's yeah it ha- it's the only it's the only truth that will get me to the end of this <laughs> in the good in the most positive way <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> off, the back of
1: that, off the back of that, you also referenced that it's okay to make bad work that, oh, yeah. that part of the process <laughs> is, I guess, the junk, for lack of a better phrase. Again, have, have you maintained that mindset, yeah, you know, since we last spoke in 2020?
0: Yes, absolutely. So um also not waiting for the work to be um, perfect. Perfect is not a really great word. You know, I you know, practice makes improvement. You don't want perfections because you'll get bored and things become stale. And um, I, the last time I spoke with you, um, I don't know, I, ha- I had submitted a portrait, a self portrait for the Blue Mountains portrait show and I managed to get in. I didn't think it would get in. It was a real push made quite a large work in a week I'm thinking this won't happen. And then it got selected. So I, d- I didn't wait to th- think, wait for me to be confident enough to put it in. Um, I just, made the work and then just put it out in the ether and it came back in good things and then I, and I got in. <laughs> it was really nice. So after that, I had more confidence to um, push forward for more projects, yeah.
1: What motivates you, Ashley, when you look at that situation there that a lot of it comes intrinsically for you to, to keep pursuing your craft and, and as you said, it's not about perfection but it's about improvement. Yes. What motivates you day to day with your craft?
0: I think it's one is that I'm at the point where um, rather than seeing if it's completely challenged the world, sort of going back to why do I go back and make it why do I go and make art in the first place? And there's just a real enjoyment and there's actually a joy in not completely understanding why I do it in the first place. It's almost like a craving. I can't really understand why I need to do it. And that's sort of nice. And rather than trying to have this existential crisis every day to make the work, um, I'm just, and I must admit, sorry, I've gone a sidetrack, but we're in the Blue Mountains. I'm not short of inspiration in this place because of the way it's developed. You know, you've got the Indigenous who have the most longest, longest history and narrative in the world. And then we have all these funny colonial man-made structures trying to fit in the mountains. And I just find real joy in watching um, the growth of the bush take over and I get a lot of um, inspiration out of painting those little man-made objects trying to make their way through the landscape. And there's nothing short of it in this area. It's great. It's a real living space.
1: And in our last chat, Ashley, you spoke about that for you, research is is a key part of the process that you need to be out there Taking photographs, sketching before you get to that point in time. What, what kind of inspiration do you draw from from being in the environment? Do you, do you find yourself needing to go out in the Blue Mountains nature to to get that, I guess, motivation and inspiration?
0: Um, yes, I think. Um, well, that's why it's so convenient having having a smartphone or a camera because because what I like about the Blue Mountains is that it's constantly got a changing. Um, uh weather pattern and I love the fact that the folks the way the fog comes and creeps in and eats the streets so it's just I found some amazing lighting situations here where I've just snapped images of the fog coming and completely hazing out the space and giving a really awesome um dissolved background midground, and foreground and it's in yes it does get very romantic and you do fall in the sublime of nature but that's the great thing about it and then I'll go back and revisit that place for certain details and do sketches for example of a tree at the foreground and then um go back to the studio and pick little nuances of color so technically i have two works at the moment that's in um, a new show and they were both in misty cold weather days and it sort of looks like autumn (laughs) in these works and they are hardcore pinks and yellows because there's a little bit truth in those images because I found those colours. It could be just on the trunk of the tree or a leaf or a particular way the colour has been dissolved through the fog and I'll just completely hone on it. And this environment here gives me that opportunity just to imagine impossible colours. And um, I never get bored. You can never, 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 um, out, you know, get bored of a, a new colour palette. So, yeah. <laughs> and
1: those intricacies, the, the colours that, that you pick up on, When you're out there sketching and researching, are are you looking for them, or do they come out of nature to you?
0: Um, I think I've definitely got a bias. I always go with a color uh, complementary color palette, so that's the opposite of the color wheel, and they vibrate. And I, I think I've mentioned I spoke about I think called color discord, and they'll make things like a pastel um, complementary, and they'll sort of vibrate. So I am always looking for those to um, for something as a focus. But then um, I think what really hones in is that I'm always um, attracted to the little oddities that we see around this area. So in Wentworth Falls across the lake, there's this giant cut-out hole where the power lines go through. So I was there, beautiful fog a day, and that's the first thing I honed in on. So I, I always find colours that sort of match either that sensibility or that feeling or the humour or whatever that area is, and um, I try to make that. Um, be a little bit of a focus and part of the drama and I'll use colours to also um, enhance that. So it's a bit of both. It's a bit of nature plus how I'm feeling when I'm in the space. Yeah, it's fun to investigate.
1: (laughs) This is the Passion Perspective follow-up conversation. We're live on Facebook with Ashley Bukholz and your host, Jonathan (laughs) Robinson lee Ashley, you are now represented by the Day Gallery in Blackheath. Yes. When did that opportunity come to
0: fruition? Um, I think when we started to slowly open up um, after the first lockdown, and actually this was just before the second lockdown, I had managed to achieve a couple of little milestones for me. So jumping over the hurdle of applying for a prize again in a major gallery, I was very hesitant for a long time, imposter syndrome, as I spoke before, all those little things that sit in your back of your head and I just thought, I've got nothing to lose I put a piece in the magazine, the art edit, and just little things that I had. I didn't have a fear to actually just walk in. And I just approached Vince today and said, are you accepting new artists? And he wanted to know what was my grounding in the mountains. I teach and tutor, I teach classes at the Mountain Culture Centre. I've taught classes at the um, Padre Art School in Lifko and it wasn't a lot, I actually had the confidence to show him I had done the hard work, I have a website, I had a business card <laughs> and we went through my works and he said yes and I'm very appreciative because they're very pro Blue Mountain artists and I'm thankful for that community. Yeah, so I just had a bit more confidence this time.
1: <laughs> have you noticed a change in yourself since being a part of that gallery?
0: Yeah, because I don't have to explain myself. <laughs> i didn't have to anyway but it's funny when when you have a gallery backing you there seems to be a change in the way people view you as a creator not that it's ex, um you know not as that it's the exception to the game there's plenty of artists who work without galleries but they just have things that um i don't quite have the money for for example they are with art money which is a really cool company that allows you to purchase a work with a technically it's a loan that you can pay off with them but the money will go straight to the artists in the gallery and then the people purchase the work are given a time to pay off a piece that they might have not thought to uh, purchase in the long run because to them it is investment and it is um for people probably more expensive than what they would like to be able to well or could pay for so things like that means it makes it possible to one to purchase art and two to sell work at a higher price that actually is adequate to your effort and the amount of money and hours you put into the work. So, yeah, I've definitely changed the way I see the art world. Yeah, it's nice.
1: You referenced the, the teaching and your role as an art yes. educator in the, the local community. Yes. What are you trying to pass on to to new artists or people developing their craft?
0: Um, yet again, to ignore the voice in your head and to stop thinking that everything is... Um, impossible as in stop we have this um bad habit of looking to greats and we want to be rembrandt within the first week of lessons or first day and um just to just to try just to actually have a go in the first place because we tend to overthink and we um we will be self-conscious and we'll be looking around the room and we will be looking at other people's abilities and stop judging your experience on the outcome and what everyone else is doing are you enjoying it and why and why do you want to do creativity for some people i think it's an outlet they didn't realize they had in the first place and i'm happy to share all my knowledge <laughs> um and i don't like bring more people to the dark side and come to the arts <laughs> it's definitely something i enjoy
1: actually, actually another project you've been involved with is the incognito yes uh, art shows raises money for or to support artists can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved in that project and what that project set out to achieve
0: well I saw it online last year and I being me I was too much on or last minute and I just didn't get involved and anyone can apply for this and this is what makes it incredible so you contact them and they send you out a kit a three A5 cards and you can paint your work and you send it back. But the thing is they don't reveal who the artist is until you've bought the work. So there's artists who are in the Sulman, the Archibald, the Black Swan, high-end Australian artists who are supporting this cause because they raise money for um, Studio A, um, which is a studio that supports... Um, artists with, um, uh, it's, um, uh, God, I'm blanking out here. It's for for more um, disabilities where it's more affects their mental capabilities. So they've got the support. And this is just funding that goes directly to them and they will have someone there to teach them and help support them and help them with their career. And I think that's really important rather than having to rely on government assistance because New South Wales is a large state. And it's just not enough to go around when it comes to the grants. And this just bypasses that and sees, those, sees that those people get an opportunity. And also, if you are wise, you will rock up early and score yourself an amazing artwork for $100. There's some amazing artists that have entered this year and last year. And I'm happy to be a part of that.
1: Ashley, for you, using art for positive social change, for, for that extra extra community element, do you draw more inspiration from that, knowing that there's, I guess, people benefit of benefiting beyond just your your artwork?
0: Yes, because I think um, for me, you realise that it's going to be a while before you start seeing the income come in. Before you can be the person who donates to the big charities or can actually give back and then you realize yes art definitely helps culture and I never doubt how important that is film music all that creative industries we there's something that is to be celebrated and really also doesn't have to be something that has to make a dollar but yes it's nice to know that I'm actually able to see my work benefit another person in either a direct or indirect way and that to me is beneficial because you also start to realize there's a reason why you make work and you keep creating because you know that in the end it's going to um, become more than what you do in the studio. It's going to surpass that. And that's something that I think we should all think about when we're making a work. It has that ability. So don't ever, um, yeah, doubt yourself.
1: And an exciting project for you from between 2020 and, and speaking with you today was the opportunity to connect with comedians. Tim Ferguson, can you tell yes. us a little bit about
0: that opportunity? Um, I remember just talking to my brother about it and just going, you know, I've been wanting to enter the Archer board for a long time, and I just wanted to paint someone I respected, and also someone I could relate to. And as I spoke about before, I also have multiple sclerosis, and so does Tim. And I just thought, I've got nothing to lose. I'll just give him an email, and he said yes. And I was like, oh my god, now I've got to follow through with this. Um, and it was that process of starting meeting with him and completing a work and seeing it out and delivering it to the gallery, and that was just something that I uh, I felt very accomplished in the end, being able to, and obviously with a lot of help, nothing ever happens with me without a, a little army behind me, of friends and everything like that, especially when we're in the middle of um, another outburst of COVID and everything else, so yeah it was exciting. The man's smart. He's brilliant. Um, um, I was very nervous, chatty Kathy, and <laughs> it was just great to sit with him and talk about, you know, what is his process? Because he's still at his A game. He's still, he's still performing. He's just had two shows recently. And I just think, yeah, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to, I wanted to paint someone who was, a very good example of someone with multiple sclerosis, but still definitely not sitting on his hands and just doing the work. And um, yeah, we're, you know, we're to be seen. We're not to be putting in just in a group of, oh, look, there's people who have special needs. It's like, no, we're ready to work. We are educated. We are clever. We are smart. And we are great at what we do. So yeah, he just embedded all those things and I was very appreciative. (laughs)
1: That's amazing. How long, did that, how long did that process take from once you started painting that portrait of Tim? Is it, is it a short process? Does it take a while? Talk us through that process.
0: For me, I probably could have started a lot earlier, but a month and a half. So um, I emailed uh, Tim and then I worked out within a couple of weeks to have a friend drive me down and drop me off at his residence because I was at the time, I didn't want to go on the train and be like, oh, hello, Tim, he's COVID. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, rocked up. Um, I had a two-hour session with him, which was very generous. Um, and I would get uh, had photographs and sketches of him, and sketched his feet and um, some sitting figures. And then after that, took those images and sketches back to the studio. Did a lot of printouts for finer detail work, and then started drawing the figure and um, how I wanted to sit because. The funny thing is that there was a certain pose where the hand was better in one and then better in another sketch. So I was compiling all that information into one and it was very difficult <laughs> because realistically it would have been a lot easier just to go back to re-sketch him and re him. But at the time I just wanted to make sure that I kept him safe and also myself by not being on public transport. I didn't go out with anyone. I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not doing anything or seeing anyone until I have made this painting. Um, and then picking the colour palette and just painting, getting um, the figure right because proportionally people have I want when they paint figuratively to want to go straight into the detail, into the tone. But if you don't have proportions or when someone's sitting correct, it will actually look awkward and feel awkward. So I worked really hard to make sure he had that sitting position, that you could feel him sitting in his wheels. Like all that was down and I was very proud of that. And I'm very proud of how I painted his feet. <laughs> I think I nailed it. I was very happy.
1: <laughs> What's been the feedback from that piece of work, Ashley?
0: I had a ridiculous, ridiculously good amount of feedback and positive feedback from other artists and and just in general on social media. And I just didn't, I didn't think it would, well, not that it would, but I didn't expect it to have such a big response. And I was really blown away. I had compliments from people and I had a bit of outreach, which I wasn't wasn't expecting. So I don't see, really feel like I'm quite as big. I'm slowly crawling, like climbing my way to a little bit more um, of a, yeah, a, a portfolio and profile and, And I had really good response for people reaching out and comments from artists who I, you know, it's not that social media is the complete definition of success, but I had someone approach for me who's been very successful, success, oh my god, successful in his career and compliment the painting, and I just was blown away because he went out of his way to give me that compliment, and and the narrative for me was very important. That, yeah, that was the, that's very happy.
1: This is the Passion and Perspective follow-up session live on Facebook where we with local artist Ashley Buchholz and your host Jonathan robinson lees Ashley, you referenced in our last conversation in 2020 that as a creative, you have to be kind to yourself. You have to look after yourself. How do you go about maintaining that, that quiet and that rest to maintain positive mental health?
0: Let's just say I've got a mum who's constantly reminding me to rest. <laughs> um, And also I made a pretty dark comment, but it's very true, though. If you don't make time for your health and wellness, you will make you'll be forced to make time for your illness. So and that's pretty much um, without it's not to necessarily be hard or give you gloom and doom. But to realize that the moments of time where you are not busy is worth as much as the time you are working your ass off in the studio because you're letting yourself breathe. You're letting yourself have a mental break because you can get decision fatigue, especially when you're constantly making decisions, micro decisions for adjustments and colors, composition, and also everything that comes into play, emailing your own PR, your own office assistant. And um, yeah, and just, I actually just enjoy it now. So rather than getting cranky and frustrated When I get tired or fatigue, I just go, all right, and I'm going to go and watch some absolute junk on television, pick out the worst bad movies that require no thinking. So um, stay from movies, you know, (laughs) martial arts. And it's just, yeah, it's great. So um, I could not put that um, any clearer to anyone practising. You are equally as important or more so than you work because it only happens because you're well and you've got support to find a support base, yeah,
1: Ashley, if you were to talk to yourself two years ago, you could go back in time. Oh, well. um, what advice would you pass on to, to yourself?
0: To start earlier with applying myself for bigger gain, and that you, I, I already had the skills five years ago. So now it's time to apply them and just to ignore. That little self-doubt in your head because it's just it's the only thing getting in my way because everything else is sort of i'm seeing the reward of my hard work now which is really nice i'm um, getting i'm the one getting contacted which is nice you know i still get blown away when someone contacts me for a commission or wants me to exhibit or i just things i just couldn't have seen 10 years ago i just thought it was you know And also realizing it does take time and times of quiet. It's just remembering because it can be a year, it can be six months. And and also remembering that after the high, there is a bit of a slump, but that's okay. You know, be kind, have a breather, go see friends, go be social, can be hermit for every other day of the week or year. And um, just realize that um, there's a good reason why you change from nursing to arts because <laughs> it was was always going to go down that way anyway. <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's been good.
1: And as you reference, you have been keeping yourself very busy. What's yes. coming up for you in the in the near future?
0: In the new near future, um, I have a group exhibition at the Day Gallery with um, six other female artists. And we have a photographer and three other painters. And um, I just, four other painters, by counting in my head. And it's nice because it's, we were all practicing in the Blue Mountains. And for me, it's sort of nice to have that community base. And we're all slightly, actually quite different in our practices. And it means that we draw from different points of the community. And I'm really excited for this opening because we've all just been, no one's seen anyone. I've really missed the community I had at my art school and just going to openings and just being able to talk about um, just art practice, including life surrounding art practice because I missed that because I couldn't see anyone. So for me, this is just going to be a really good show and I'm really appreciative of Vince and Helen and it's a really great space. They renovated it last year um, just, yeah, just after I approached them and it feels nice to see my hard work on the wall with other really talented artists who are practising and who are living that creative life of which involves for some families and mum, Nastia, is about to have a baby. So she's hoping that the baby stays in for one more day and will come on Sunday instead. Um, But, but yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm I'm just very excited to actually be amongst that community and to actually have the community come and see it outside. It's just, yeah, very excited. It's been a long time coming.
1: (laughs) And how do people find out more about that upcoming project?
0: um you go to the day gallery website or the social media instagram or go to my instagram or website to get the links to go to the day gallery <laughs> i've posted plenty you'll find it <laughs> and um, you can see also the link for the show is now online and you can see all the profile of the other artists and all their works and my work and a little write-up about yeah about the work which is really nice So, yeah, that opens this weekend.
1: (laughs) Ashley, thank you for your time this evening. Wishing you all the best.
0: Thank you very much for having me. It's nice to see you. Bye.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Passion and Perspective follow-up session live on Facebook. To catch all the episodes, show notes and articles, head to passionandperspective.com.au.